This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're momming today with Chelsea Sodaro. Just won the Ironman World Championship. Chelsea, wow. What makes this story even more mind-boggling, besides, you know, um, swimming for 2.6 miles, biking for 112 miles, and then running a full marathon and doing so in eight and a half hours, is that you're a new mom. I mean, I, I've had children. Every mother listening is just thinking about the physical challenge that it is not being a new mom. How did you do it? Hi, Lauren. Well, I'm really happy to be here. And I'm lucky that professional sport is my full-time job. So I have a lot of time and resources to really pour myself into my training and my work, but it has been a massive effort to return to world-class fitness and racing, both on a physical level and also um, mentally and emotionally. But I have an amazing support team and I have a lot of self-belief and drive and I actually feel like I have this whole new sense of purpose and joy in my career and in my life and I think that that has given me a new motivation on race day. Okay, you obviously operate at a higher level (laughs) and everybody listening right now. Would you say though, even for you, that your body changed through pregnancy? 100%. There's no denying that pregnancy and childbirth are some of the most substantial, significant changes that a female or human body, for that matter, can can go through. And So how'd you do I had, it? I... You know, I worked really hard. I work with super smart people. Like I have an amazing pelvic floor PT who really made sure that I was back to 100% health or at least as close as I could be before really getting back into proper training. And I Okay, you can't just say pelvic floor. I This is a big issue for for any woman who has just delivered. Tell us more. It is. It is. So for, for most women, you know, you have, you give birth to the baby and you start going to all of these pediatric appointments, right. To make sure the baby is okay. But the only appointment for mom is at six weeks postpartum with her OB and they give us the, you know, green check that we're good to go and everything's fine. But the reality is that that is not enough for most women. A lot of us, you know, we, I personally, I dealt with um, significant postpartum anxiety. I had prolapse. I started peeing my pants once I really got back into training. And so, yes, the reality is that is that it was really challenging. I had to work super hard to 
get everything working properly again and make sure that everything was engaged. When we're lactating, our body is releasing this hormone called relaxin. And so it makes us feel kind of loosey goosey. And it's really this long process that you have to go to go through to kind of return to like some sense of normalcy. And I, I think what frustrates me a little bit is that a lot of women don't know that um, pelvic PTs exist in the first place. And, and I believe that women should have access to a pelvic PT during their pregnancy to see, Hey, what are some red flags or some issues that you might deal with on the other side of childbirth? And how could we maybe address these now to make sure that you can do what you want to do after you have your baby? I still pee when I jump on the trampoline in the backyard. Right. A, a lot of women it's pee. Not funny. And I think, it's not funny, but I mean, no, you know. Yeah, totally. And, you know, it's kind of been normalized and we laugh, right, that after you have babies, you pee when you sneeze or you pee when you run. And and it's actually not normal. And and we just don't have access to the resources to help us um, make sure that everything is working well. What was your fitness schedule like throughout your pregnancy? Yeah. So I was on a training program for the first 20 weeks of my pregnancy, and it was significantly reduced from what I would normally do, but I was training anywhere from 15 hours to 20 hours during that period of time. And and when I hit about 20 weeks, I was having a really hard time following the program, and I just felt like I needed to check out and do my own thing and kind of enjoy my pregnancy as much as I could. But I also had morning sickness for 35 weeks. So... I had envisioned pregnancy being kind of like a vacation where I would just get to take a break from being a real pro athlete. But the reality <laughs> is that pregnancy is really hard work. I know. I know. And then you hear these stories of I always crack up when um, I hear a woman, you know, you hear a crazy story. Oh, she didn't know she was pregnant. Really? How did you not know? Because everything <laughs> is different, whether you can see it or not. Um, Absolutely. So how did you then? OK, so you give birth and then describe to us how you slowly got back into your your normal full-time workout routine and then the time between delivering and and running and winning the Ironman. So I got on my bike about 10 days after I gave birth to my daughter. And I think that that was... So many of us, we want to think that our life isn't going to change after we have a baby, that we'll still be able to do the things that we've always done. And and I really believe that that's true. But I also had this desperate feeling of like, I need to see if I can still do my thing. And so I got on my bike at 10 weeks or 10 days postpartum just to see if I could sit on the saddle. And it wasn't a real workout, but I got back on a training schedule when I was six weeks postpartum because I had set this big goal of qualifying for a race called the Collins Cup. And that was going to happen when I was five months postpartum and I needed to do a qualifying race when I was four months postpartum. And so I started on a training plan at six weeks. I went to altitude camp when I was three months postpartum. And then I raced a, a half Ironman when I was four months postpartum. And I think on paper, it looks like this crazy success because I was able to qualify for the Collins Cup and had a great race there. And I was back on a world-class stage at only five months postpartum. But I want to be really transparent in saying that that was actually super hard on my body. And it caused me some, some issues with my pelvic health down the road. And also... 
I think I really struggled with a lot of mental health issues because I was still in this newborn phase and this very newly postpartum phase. And I was just so stressed about my work and getting back to fitness that I think that really um, exacerbated the postpartum anxiety that I was dealing with. And so after that summer, little summer racing stint in 2021, I took a big step back and told my coach, look, I need to take a break. I need to just focus on my family for a couple of months. And then at the beginning of 2022 is when I really got back into the full time pro training schedule. Um, I didn't start out, out really, really great in 2022. It took me about a full year um, after having my daughter to f- start to feel like myself. And I did my first Ironman in June of 2022. And that's when I was like, I think that I think that I can really do this again. And I, was that your only Ironman or that was just your first my first Ironman was in Hamburg in June of 2022. And then my second full Ironman was at the Kona World Championships in October this All year. All right. So that's the one you won, your second. Um, we're going to have more exactly. with Chelsea Sodaro uh, on More Momming Today in just a bit. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. And we're back on. We're momming today with Chelsea Sodoro. Um, I just, you know, hearing you talk, you're so honest about how, I mean, you don't compete as a normal person, but you really are very normal as a mother, having all of the same issues and struggles that we all have. And I, I think it was more difficult for you is because it was your first child and you don't know what to expect. Should you have a second child, you'd probably get it a little bit more and be easier with yourself physically and mentally knowing what it's really like in the return to, you know, your, your regular routine. But I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think for so many new moms, there's this huge stress of, you know, you lack confidence with your newborn. You're just, you don't even know if you can keep a baby alive. And it's, this, you're not it's sleeping. This, you're not sleeping. So you don't know how you're going to deal with that. You're learning as you go. And it's a two way street, right? It's not just about you and what you want you're working with the baby, right? It's two of you and you have to figure each other out. And, and that was totally something that I dealt with. We had big feeding and breastfeeding issues. And and that was super hard. It's something that a lot of moms deal with that we also don't talk about. And of course, like the sleep deprivation is insane and it's hard. Any new mom will tell you it's really hard being a new parent. So (laughs) when I guess I'm trying to get in your head as you are now, you know, is is the right verb running, running the Ironman, competing, competing in the Ironman World Championship in Kona? Yeah, exactly. Okay. What was going through your mind? Like, did you, were you off to a good start? Did you really think that you could win? You know, what, what were your friends and family saying? Was your daughter there? My daughter was there. Yes, she has traveled the world this, this season, coming to lots of my races all over the place. But my training was really starting to click in the few weeks leading into Kona. And I was very nervous leading into race week 
but I don't know if you can relate to this. I fight so hard to get to the starting lines. Like it is so hard as a parent to just get there, to get to have the opportunity to do my job with, you know, like childcare issues and and just all the things that come with being a new parent. You have to really be intentional about carving that time out for yourself to perform at a super high level. And I think on race morning, I just sent this sent, felt this massive sense of peace and calm and gratitude for having the opportunity to do what I love. And I, I remember starting the swim and I immediately felt pretty good. And I was just telling myself, Chelsea, just pretend like you're going for a nice open water swim with your girlfriends. And I tucked in right where I wanted to be. And I actually, um, I breathe, I breathed to the right and I looked over and there was a huge rainbow out on the horizon. And I think that was so symbolic for the day ahead for me. I was so present and really focused on what I was doing and in the moment that that allowed me to pull out the best possible performance and have my best possible day. These races are so long and they're so hard and you don't have control over what anyone else is doing. And so I realized that when I perform at my best, it's when I'm focusing on my process and being as excellent as I can possibly be and not really worrying about other people. And that's what I was able to do in Kona on that day. Are you attached to the results? Results matter. It's my job. It's my profession. And I care a lot about what I do. I do. And winning is really freaking fun. So <laughs> I wasn't you know, expecting results... that answer. I was expecting yeah. like a whole yogi type of, well, you know, it's just all part of the journey and the process. And I just did my best. And you're like, nope, yeah. nope, nope, nope. Results matter. <laughs> yeah. Results, results, ma- results matter, especially when this is your job, but I think that you can't get hung up on those when you're in the moment of competing because that can get you out of your zone, right? So they matter, but what matters more is that you execute your best day. But yeah, I, I guess being a competitive athlete, um, I don't know if this would be valid for, for, for what you do, but you had mentioned earlier that you have this intentional carving out of time. You don't have a lot of time because you have new responsibilities, right? And you probably prioritize being with Skylar, well, than running and, and swimming. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe they're equal. She's more whatever. But you, you've got a lot going on. You don't have the luxury of time anymore. You just don't because being a parent takes that luxury away. Um, so you work harder and more intentionally when you do carve out that time, and there's just fewer distractions. D- does that operate for what you do? For, like for me, for instance, if I know I'm behind on work, completely different. I mean, I, you know, I work with my brain, completely not physical. I just make sure that I'm able to work, wake up an hour earlier in the morning to do everything I wasn't able to do because the kids were so annoying the night before. Um, and yeah, I'm more tired, but heck, it's an hour and I'm able to compete in my profession at the same level um, because I sacrificed an hour of sleep. Silly example, but are, are you able as an athlete to maneuver like that? I totally relate to that. What What is a little bit tricky as a professional athlete is that 
recovery and sleep are so important. So <laughs> bad analogy, Lauren. Got it. <laughs> no, it's not a bad analogy. Uh, it's not a bad analogy. I totally relate because sometimes I have to do that too. I just have to be really careful, like for my health, that I'm not burning the candle at both ends all of the time. But I think you know, as moms, we, you probably get this all the time, Lauren, how do you do it all? Right. And, and the way that I do it is that I have different seasons of the year where I really have to pour myself into my training. And that may mean that my daughter spends a little bit more time with her grandparents in the few weeks leading into Kona, because I have to be super dialed into what I'm doing. But in the few weeks after Kona, I'm a full-time mom and maybe I'll exercise a little bit, but our world really revolves around our family. And I think it's, it's not so much about having balance every single day. It's about having a full and balanced life over the course of a year or a couple years or a lifetime. And, and I, you know, sometimes it's tempting to feel really guilty that I am heading out for long training days and, and not seeing her as much during those intensive training periods. But I want to model for her what it looks like to be a strong woman and what it looks like to care about your career or your passions and and that you really you can have all the things as long as you have the right support. My my oldest, she's seven. Um, I, I I try to say, well, mommy, you know, can't attend that because I worked really hard on on this at work and it's going to show and whatever. I just you know exaggerate to beef up what I do at work to make her think it's um, a positive and to steer her in the right direction, that she studies hard, she can get a, a career um, that she loves as well. But I do it in a way to make her, or I try to do it in a way that makes her really proud of me rather than saying, well, her job takes her away from me. You know, Fox takes mommy away from from Ray. Um, and she hasn't said that yet. And I, I find she kind of brags a little bit to her friends at one point, I actually had to dial her back because she started to, in a weird way, think that stay-at-home moms <laughs> weren't accomplished. Yeah. And I was like, oh, boy, okay, that's not where we meant to go with this. I was just, you know, I felt like at such a deficit because not only am I a, working, a full-time working mom, I, commu- I commute to my job five days a week, which nobody does anymore. I mean, come on, everybody's working from home. So I was like, okay, Lauren needs to dial this back a little bit. But it was just so refreshing for, to hear her talk about me in such, you know, a positive light. And I, I just I thought she was proud of me. So I think setting that example for Skylar will, when she's older, eventually kick in, you know, and maybe she'll think that other moms are really lazy and overweight and don't, and don't eat healthy. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, it sounds to me like you're doing a really good job. Oh, God. Ultimately, you know, I want Sky to think that she is the center of our universe. And this is kind of just a, a side note, right, that mom did Ironmans for a few years when she was little. But I do, I just think it's so important for us to model for our children and our young daughters and and the boys that are watching as well that, you know, you can pursue the things that make you feel alive and you can also be a great parent. Perfectly said. Final question. How long do you need to recover after you compete in an Ironman? You know, my body felt pretty good after Kona. It took me a week or so to get rid of those initial DOMS or, you know, serious muscle soreness. But like I was talking about, 
it's such a huge effort to get to the starting line. It requires a ton of dedication and time for me, but also for my family and support team and the people who are close to me. And so I feel like we all need a few weeks to check out from triathlon and not talk too much about swimming, biking, and running so that come the next big buildup, we're fired up and excited to take on a new challenge. Oh, and what is your race diet? <laughs> you know what? I really eat whatever you want. Everything. <laughs> yeah. It's not that I eat whatever I want. It's that I, I don't restrict okay. my diet and, um, yeah, I, I eat really healthy. I try to eat whole foods, but, um, yeah, if I want, you know, the cookie, I eat the cookie. What about the cookies? Plural. <laughs> Sometimes that happens too. <laughs> You're just going to run a marathon the next day. What's the big deal? <laughs> Yeah. Um, Chelsea, thank you so much for talking with us. That was so honest, honestly. Thanks so much for having me, Lauren. I really appreciate it. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.